0: Alright, we're back for another edition of the Parent Pivot Podcast. I'm Steve Cummings, along with my awesome wife.
1: I'm Julia Cummings. And
0: we are talking again to John and Sheree Talbert, our friends who are living in Northern California on multi-generational family living. Yes. Say hi, you guys. Hey. It's good to be back. <laughs> what would you want to ask?
1: Well, I you know, I as you were talking last time, I it it occurred to me that you have to have a certain philosophy to do this. And I'm curious. Again, I'm taking it back to the financial piece again because I know people in their heads automatically will go, I can never do that, I can never do that, I can never do that. Because there are things that, you know, we just put stoppers in our head that we believe that we can't do certain things. So um, finance is oftentimes the number one yeah. thing with that. So I'm wondering about your overall philosophy because you had said you took, I'm sure you took, money that you got when your parents died. John, you talked about your portfolio. And I'm just wondering your philosophy of, do you guys just live by the philosophy of God's going to take care of us? Or do you, um, like, do you just kind of let that all go? Are you trying to rebuild a portfolio? Are you trying to, do you know what I'm saying? It's like, what is your philosophy on, um, Surviving in in financially in all of that.
2: I think for us, um, yes. To a lot of yes, <laughs> that's a, that's all a quick that. answer. Yes. <laughs> yes, in that um, there is a lot of um, trusting the Lord that He's going to provide, mm-hmm. and there's also a lot of fear in that too. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I also think that um, we also believe that you know we need to be good stewards with what we have yeah and we're not um i don't believe that we're we're lavish lavish in any way you know and pretty pretty frugal in many ways but um the generosity piece for us like when it comes to food i'm like there's always a buffet, but yet, always but yet, you know, when it comes to something else, you know, I don't shop Nordstrom or I don't shop, you know, high-end areas. But um, yeah. the other piece to that, too, is that, you know, when John and I got married, I was 19 and he was 22. Yeah. Um, I wasn't working and he was a swim instructor at a, a racquetball yeah. club. Yeah. And, I mean, we we were pinching pennies and yeah. relied on help from our parents um, mm-hmm. for a good couple of years into our, our young little marriage until we could get our feet on the ground and figure it out and, it out and also had other people, you know, who, who helped John get into a, a, a better job situation that just paved the way. Right. And so we lived very frugally and um, from the very beginning. And so it's mm-hmm. kind of funny when people, um, I hear young, even my own kids talk about, oh, well, you know, we're not going to get married until we have this in order. Yeah. Not right kids until we have this and then we'll start our family and all these calculations and this formula in place before they can do anything yes She's
3: basically saying you're never getting married then right
2: yeah or having (laughs) babies yeah Yeah. there's always going to be something there's always going to be something that's going to come up but if you just get in and you you know you just do it right and
0: and i I will i would add this to having worked in uh uh Uh, development for the last 15, 16 years and having a heart for generosity that um, when we steward what's already been given to us, like we have two acres here in Swanee, Georgia, and we've had a wedding here. We uh, Airbnb the basement. This property gets prayed over. We've had a house church here. Um, like uh, Similar to you guys, anybody who needs to stay here, we've had other people come and go and stay here. And when you just hold those things loosely and say, they're not mine, I'm just managing it. And I mean, God can do whatever He wants to do. And where I was, when I, at the, I ended the last podcast by saying I have a little bit of a surprise, we've been sitting here on these two acres. We kind of got tired of doing the Airbnb thing because we had a couple of incidents that happened that kind of went sideways and whatnot. And we, now this doesn't relate to it, but we lost our dog, put our dog down two months ago, put the cat down last week. And all of a sudden I'm going, it's awfully quiet around here. And it made me just stop and think, God, you're up to something. What's about ready to change? Well, the thing that's about ready to change is mm-hmm. we're about ready to become like John and Sheree. We're going to have a married daughter and her husband move back into our house yeah. with, exactly. and she's pregnant with their first child, which will be our third grandchild. So it doesn't look like 30 acres overlooked in the Santa Cruz Mountains or whatever. 14. 14 acres. Did 14. I say it's 14 <laughs> acres? See, I was so excited I doubled it. 14, but it's still, steward what you have, yeah. what yeah. you can have. And prior to that happening... We had a couple come and stay with us who were parents of one of our pastors' wives. Mm-hmm. They were they sold their home in Pennsylvania. They came out here, stayed in our basement. They were the most awesome guests, and they were getting ready to move in with their their uh, daughter and her husband and kids and grandkids, doing the same thing that the Talberts are doing. And they got four generations. We've only got three. We don't have any. We don't have the other generation yeah. here with us. Your mom is still doing great at 93 and living down the street from us. But we may get to that. I don't know. But this multi-generational family living, it's, it's what's normal in other civilizations in the world. You go to you go to Latin America, you go to Asia, you go to Africa, and you've got all these generations. And for some reason here in the U.S. and Western society, it's like you know what? You turn eighteen, go get a job, get out of here, and off you go. And I just see God doing some different things, and that's why I was so excited to bring these two on yeah. uh, and talk about that. But um, I want to ask you guys. Okay, so if I'm a if I'm a, a nest camera sitting around the Talbert uh, compound, mm-hmm. tell me what a normal week or day or Thing, what does it look like? I mean you mentioned a few things last podcast, but what what are all the great things and great joys that you guys get to see and, and how, what does that look like for you guys
3: yeah uh, I think you know a joy would be you know from our from our kitchen and our bedroom we can look up to the other house on the property. Mm. And, um, watching our grandkids walk down, um, they're and come Rosie, skipping
2: down with a little song in their heart and, and just, you know, oh they're
3: coming in and then they come in and open the refrigerator and start looking for <laughs> <laughs> foraging and, uh, or they'll walk through our part of the house and over to my parents and don't even say hi. They just, I'm going to go see my great grandparents, you know, and they'll go up marching there. But, um, you know, there's a, there's a. It's a lot of there's a lot more commotion and you know everybody has their own jobs they have their own living space and they have their own you know dynamic and you know we we share a lot of things but it's a joy to watch your kids and your grandkids interact with your par- my parents mm-hmm. so to see the generations interacting with one another and then to watch the learning opportunities where they're speaking into each other's you know the older that generation is speaking into the my kids or my grandkids lives um so there's you know so so they'll come down we'll have you know we have our normal routine and she works part-time and i work from home and travel a little bit and um um, and then my son you know he's a worship pastor to church uh and over the hill and my daughter-in-law she is a, a crossfit coach and so people we have our schedules and we go, and people go, and do their own thing. They come and go at at random, and um, and my parents are here, and they, you know, they've got their routine of, you know, going to, their, you know, if they're going to go out to lunch or go pick something up at, you know, Home Depot. Bible or study. Or you go to go, church. You go to their church routine. So they got their friends and different things like that, and and then um, we're all pretty much doing something at or on the property. You know what I mean? Mostly. Sri doing stuff inside and me doing stuff outside and my dad and my dad and mom watering garden type stuff. And, mm. um, and so there's that. And then, you know, usually by the end of the day, I would say three, I after
2: workish, you know,
3: there's some convening, um, that's incidental. Like we'll, you know, during the hot summer months or mm. hot summer days, mm. we'll head up to the pool and, um, you know, everybody goes swimming and hanging out and, um,
2: we have an area uh, that we call the courtyard. It's just a paved area, but it's it's really cool, shaded in trees. And we have some furniture out there and some heat lamps. And we kind of convene there often, just because it's the flattest spot. We're in the mountains, and so and we're very sloped, and so it's the flattest spot on the property where the kids, if they have scooters or bikes, can yeah. can ride around. And um, so I'm
0: picturing. Have... So you, all four kids and spouses are living in the other house.
3: No. So we when. We... Um the other house uh uh our daughter lived up there for a period of time and then um
2: Well there's there's an apartment a two bedroom apartment above a four a tandem four car garage. Okay. And Sam and Natalie and their two children live up in that. Okay. Gotcha. And then there's a bonus room down below in the garage that um has been rotated through with other kids. But mm-hmm. we currently only have um Sam and Natalie and their two children out
3: of our children okay. on the property. So, gotcha. Kat, our daughter Kat, and her um, significant other Ben, um, who just had our number eight grandchild, yeah. moved, moved probably about eight minutes away from our house. And uh, so they live down the road. And our other daughter lives on a 40 acre parcel up okay. the road. Uh, gotcha. with a Multi generational family. And so. Uh,
2: but coming here shortly, our oldest daughter and her four kids are going to be coming to the property they're yeah. going to be in the bonus room again so yeah. wow the whole new
3: the whole new dynamic for it's us. going to be
2: it's going to um when we talk about multi-generational living you know we talk about the the fun of it and gathering and i feel really blessed that they do have their own separate apartment it's like it's it's quite a distance it's not yeah. even like a next-door neighbor it's it's a good distance we can see them but mm-hmm. you know it's you, so have you, to either, you know call them or yeah holler it's not <laughs> Really close it's not like
3: right next door
2: it's not like right next it's door the and then so we really feel like i feel like we have our own separate living spaces because even sam and janice have theirs behind a closed door My parents mm-hmm. and then um when we gather you know they'll come in and they'll help themselves they'll do their own breakfast and lunch and then we gather usually for sure the four of us here uh john and his parents and he and i for dinner and i um I do our dinner meal primarily. And um,
3: and the grandkids do come down for second breakfast. They <laughs> do. <laughs> and they, They've
2: affectionately named it second they're breakfast.
3: They're like, I'm here. What are you here for? What are you, I'm here for second breakfast. Did you eat her? <laughs> I did. And they're like, Second the <laughs> breakfast. Why is that a problem? What? You know, like, of course. Oh, 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 well, of course. Yeah. So, <laughs> so
2: I feel like we have enough space that it doesn't feel like we're on top of each other. Yeah. Um, but it did take some time to really establish the the sacred space yeah. and the um, yeah. communal space.
0: So on, on that note, let's turn a little bit of a corner here because I'm, I'm imagining, and if I'm listening to this, and going, well, this just sounds like heaven. I don't know why anybody else wouldn't just go and start doing this right away. So surely, surely, that you know, we're all human beings and we're not perfect people. Surely there must be some challenges that happen around there. I mean, everybody gets along 100% of the time. There's no conflict, no problems, no nothing, da-da-da-da-da. I mean, what are some of the challenges that... That kind of you know.
3: Yeah. Before we get into the challenges, I would say this: uh, so far, uh, none of the challenges have um, superseded the high value of being oh,
0: together. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so, so just we'll real-
3: they're they're real for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, my parents are in their their my parents are in their eighties. High eighties,
2: like. Yeah, that's where yeah. mine are. Seven and almost eighty nine.
3: Yeah. So. Um, um sometimes your parents get set in a certain way of doing things, yep, and you could you know clearly align parking spots park <laughs> and they don't park in them <laughs> um, and then and but but that sets it's not just because we want you to park there it, right. it has a cascading effect of, you know, other cars moving around or people, you know, or you know, whatever else. And so you there's things like that, and I'm sure the things that we do where we're like, hey, we it's it's like when you first get married and you're like, well you squeeze the toothpaste too from the back and I squeeze <laughs> you know, and you figure yep. out those nuanced things. Yeah. Neither is wrong, but no, there no.
2: everybody has their own preference, right? And it's yeah. the
3: same so when you have one kitchen, you're gonna discover those things about Sri has a preference. And yeah. you know, other people have preferences and you discover them really fast. Yeah. yeah. Soaking dishes. We don't soak dishes, we just rinse them and put them in the door. <laughs> so you're like, okay, who's gonna do what? And that yeah.
2: was a challenge because you know we we share Janice and I, we share the kitchen. And I didn't want her to feel like, oh, it's Cherie's kitchen. And and so designating cupboard space even. Yeah. You're yeah. you're gonna store your 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 pantry yeah. items and yeah. I keep in mind, well, where's it going to be easiest? How is it going to be accessible to them so that they're not um, reaching too high? She can get to it easily um, as well as, uh, but yeah, it, it ultimately, somebody's got to run the show, right? And yeah. so it has fallen on me as, not fallen. I've taken it. Mm-hmm. I've taken it and welcomed it so that, all right, I can't, somebody's got to,
0: yeah. Keep it yeah. together. No, that all make makes sense.
2: Meals. Same with how it's cleaned. And, um, so that was tricky at first, you know, cause at first we were all doing our own things for all meals. And then I was like, oh, this is ridiculous. I'm making us a meal. They're making, so I started <laughs> taking on dinners. Um, but sometimes that gets to be a lot because there are days, long days, and I'm just like, Oh my gosh, I forgot to take something out of the freezer. And Oh my yeah. gosh, I just don't feel like cooking Yeah. and then feel like I'm letting them down and last minute, hey, do you got anything you can heat up for yourself? You know, it just, yeah. so that's my own, um, it takes some planning and um, forethought when it comes to meals and and teamwork too. You got any work. challenges
0: collecting rent, John?
2: Never. <laughs>
3: no, no uh, I, but I will say that what what you do see though is you see your parents argue and my parents see us argue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or they, or they hear us arguing, Um, and uh, and that's part of it. When you live in proximity like that, it's hard to hide tension, and so you just become more familiar with the fact that don't or or when somebody, somebody's kid is acting out, and it's not my space to be the parent because the parent's right there.
0: Because you know how to parent and be a partner at the same time. That's why you're on the podcast.
3: Uh, correct, but but I will we're say perfect at it, it? I, will, <laughs> I will say that there are times and this happens maybe less with our kids but you know when you have guests or whatever they, when they come over to your house and say that parent has more of a permissive parenting style than you do and so they, they allow their kids to jump on the furniture where you're like whoa, you're a guest in my house <laughs> yeah. what is wrong with you kid and short of you know, whipping out a taser, which I do have. <laughs> um, I have to taser a child publicly. So the other one's, well, oh, that's what happens when you jump on the furniture.
2: Uh, Nobody can see me rolling my eyes. But
3: but, <laughs> because, but, but the idea of, of, um, when somebody breaks a boundary, mm. the person in charge is there to respond to that. Mm. And they either, they do it. Mm-hmm. And then you just let them do it, and you're like, okay, and you want to reinforce that. But if they don't do it, how do, how do we say it? And Sri's great at this. How do we say it in such a way yep. that says, that, that instills the boundary of our Because you're in our house, right. and you're jumping on my furniture, and, my, and your parents are right there, and they don't care. Right. And so what do we say that enforces a boundary that says, hey, you know what? And Sri will say, you know, listen, at Papa and Cece's house, we, we go by Papa and Cece, at Papa and Cece's house, we don't jump on the furniture and you may jump on the furniture at your house, but we don't do that at our house. And she does it in, in like this, you know, very loving, gracious, l- really sweet like grandma I mean, voice. Grandma voice. Like, <laughs> Look, you little monster. Here's how <laughs> it's done. So, so, but that, I mean, that's the difference between us, but I mean, there's an aspect of, it so, took
2: us a good long time to get past the, the, to figure it out, to, um, because there were tension things, and like you said, it go a lot of um, preferences that I especially had. And I'm like, we're in a we're in a communal space. That if 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 we're all sharing stuff, like for instance, the kitchen. When I've when I've cleaned the kitchen and I go off to work, and when I come home, the last thing I want to see is that somebody's left a mess behind. Mm-hmm. Because it says, oh, somebody's going to do that for me. They may mm-hmm. not say that, and it may not be accurate, but that's what I feel. Yeah. I feel right. like, oh, you're just Cinderella lives here and these are just going to get done for- <laughs>
0: hey, let me ask this you mentioned about a guest coming over jumping on the furniture do you ever run into that same boundary issue with I mean as far as like going hey I'm not here to parent my grandkids I'm here to love on them and, and have fun but do you ever run into that um, situation where it's like hey you know go talk to mom and dad and ask them about that
2: often
3: no. yeah but we'll But we will, I do but we, we'll correct the kids if they're in our house and they're jumping on our furniture oh yeah but they, like yeah. they're
2: A lot of... What comes up often here is because we are the central hub... Right. um, ...is they'll want to either watch a show and we have very limited screen time. All our grandkids, the parents limit device and screen time. Mm -hmm. Good. As well as um, they... We all eat in a certain way. Most of our grandkids, um, nobody eats gluten and refined sugar. Very clean. And so, um, you know, we fudge here and John and uh, Sam and Janice...
3: They don't care.
2: They don't care. But anyway... (laughs) So it's not a free for all at Pop yeah, and Seasons. Yeah. You know, if you want something, ask your parents. You know, right? And I'm not going to overstep my that. I'm like, I'm not your yeah. parent. Yeah. yeah, I've
3: overstepped it a few times, and just to realize, um, because I'm like, oh, it's no big deal if they have a marshmallow. Well, it turns out it's a big deal. Yeah. And um, I've had conversations with my my daughter-in-law, and she has graciously brought it to me and say, listen, I feel like. When you guys keep this a secret from me, it's really advocating yeah. my lying to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Wow, you're you're absolutely right. I am wrong in this, and I'm sorry." And so when she asked me, because before she knew, she you know, we, you know, she yeah. gives me a little look like, "Okay, <laughs> do this now." And all I'm doing is advocating for bad behavior, even yeah. though this, you know, you're a grandparent, you want to do right. That. When yeah. we live together. Right. It's easy to do it often enough to where you're reinforcing um, uh, deception. On a a real kind of minor scale, but it's reinforcing something. And and I'm like, no, I got to respect what the parents say. Yeah. And that doesn't. And they'll say, can we do this? I'm like, go ask your mom. Yeah.
1: And that doesn't matter if you're living in the same space or not. When grandma and grandpa take care of the kids and mom and dad have asked you to do things a certain way, if you want to stay in the good graces of your children and continue to watch your grandchildren, you kind of have to do it their way. Yeah. 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 As and best even you can. Though, Yeah, as best you can. Because it's not yeah. always possible to do everything exactly. But, you know, another question I have about... So the whole, one of the main thing, the reasons why we started this podcast was Jim Burns' book...
0: Doing Life with Your Adult Children, Keep the welcome, Your Mouth Shut and the Welcome and the Mat welcome
1: out. out. And in that, part of what we have talked about a lot on the podcast is working on relationship over being right and mm. when say you know we all kind of grew up in a more uh, conservative atmosphere or whatever we might have more conservative views than what our kids have so how do you broach that with them living on your property when you see A lifestyle that maybe you don't agree with or something like that how have you approached that kind of situation if it's come up
2: Uh, well it has come up we had our adult daughter living here on the property with her boyfriend Mm -hmm. and um, it. we I don't know I guess over the years and maybe because of our own situation um, um, I don't feel in a place to judge and the relationship is always way more important in my mind than the mm-hmm. behavior. If mm-hmm. it's yeah. and it's again, it's a preference, I think. It's not that it's wrong. It's just mm-hmm. contrary to what we would have thought. Yeah. But they're beautiful people, you know? And I'm like, am I when you when you think about what are you gonna Pick your battles with your kids, exactly. and, and what hill are you going to die on? And is is fighting this battle worth severing a relationship? Right. Or does
3: it, fighting it make it actually worse? Yes. Yes. And, yes.
2: And those are the things that it's like, you know, you're always going to disagree, and they're 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 adult people, yeah, adult people, and we're not going to always be aligned. But it's um, can we agree on the majors? And probably, and on yeah. these. Like, I was there. They weren't deal breakers for
3: me. And I think too, it keeps them in proximity, for the sake of influence. Yes. That, that's more yes subtle and yes. Um, covert True. rather than yeah. I would okay. know, rather disagree with whatever's happening, but not be not be so um, adamant about it that they can't live there. Right. If they can still live there, I can you know I can still have my. I could still speak into things when the right yes. time is there rather right. than... Yes. Force because
0: them. you have a relationship, you're not separated by distance and not having that because you're there every day and all the time, you've got trust naturally built in and they see how much you're loving the kids and, and they're more open to wanting to hear those things. Yeah. But you're right, you have, to, you have to wait for those opportunities and you have to pick and choose your battles. Because... And
1: you're not considered just the distant, judgmental parents.
3: Yeah, right. there's a scene in the office where um, Angela talks yeah. about holding a grudge, and she says, "I've held a grudge against my sister for I've I've held a grudge against my sister. And I haven't talked to her for two years." And she goes, "And I don't even remember what it's about." And she was, and she walked off all <laughs> proud. Like I'm like, what? like that you have just separated and severed right. relationship for right. the sake of what again? Right. And right. I would rather stay in the in the in the in the connection point to be. Okay. Influential at the right time. Yeah. That's
1: great. Preach it, because that's what we're saying all the time. We're just choose relationship over being right. Yeah. Get to know that other person that like in your case, the boyfriend that she's living with, get to know him, love him. Yeah. And you then have the opportunity to speak into them. And that's that's key. I love that. Yeah. So I, was know, gonna... I had,
2: during um my time, like I had said, through some recovery, I did a lot of therapy. And there are many things I learned, but there were, um, one thing that I came away with that sticks with me all the time is that, cause I, in my little righteousness think, you know, well, this person and look what they did and be asked, it's like, is that wrong? And so I step back often and say things that I don't like, is that wrong? Mm-hmm. And, and that's really it isn't wrong. it's just not my preference, preference. Yeah. right And um, that helps me right size often when I am looking in judgment about you know what I think and how things or how I think things should be and mm-hmm. the right way to do things. Right. I always often question, is it right, Cheri or you know, is it really wrong or just not what you prefer?
3: I think the key what you just said is right size. Yeah, when you mm-hmm. right size something, you have to pause and then go back and go, Am I, am I reacting? Because I
2: have a lot of preferences I've discovered through all this. <laughs> and a lot yeah. of things that I want to be certain ways. Sure. Down to, hey, if you're bringing your dirty dishes into the kitchen, can you please put them on the left side and keep the right side open? And I mean, garbage, I it, feels, it might sound super petty, but I have my preferences and my reasons behind it. And when it's not done, I, I sometimes lose my mind. And so yeah. I'm like, why is this so hard? And yet, again, it's like choosing your battles and I'm like, I still go back to the fundamentals. That nope, this is still the right thing. Put it together is the right choice. And can I die to what side the dishes get set on? Yeah. And um, that's and then... funny
1: because tree. That's my preference too. It drives me crazy when people put things in both sides, or at yes. least put the plates in one side and just the silverware in the other, or something. Just that well, you have it's... to have
2: one side functional, right? Yes. They're, you need both... order. You've got to have order.
3: <laughs> Steve and I got the message. We hear you. We hear you. Loud and clear. Uh,
2: But, you know, and then the other thing is, um, I mean, because of what I've been through, I'm like, who am I to sit in judgment of what other people do and their preferences and their ways? And, yeah, um, yeah, I just...
1: And everybody has their own redemption story. Everybody has their own relationship with the Lord. Everybody has... it's We're individuals. We're not... A collective tribe part of what's wrong with the world right now is tribalism and everybody's sticking with their tribe and nobody listening to anyone else and that can happen within the context of a family just as Mm -hmm. well and so I love that that's that's great
3: but you know it's weird the the word tribalism has been co-opted as a bad thing and I actually feel like our family has become more of a tribe that in has, a positive yeah, way, yes. Has inter, yeah, has an interdependence. Yeah, um, upon one another, and um, the the bonds that we feel. Um, again, as I started when we started this podcast, um, that the negatives never. Yeah, the positive far outweigh yeah. Yeah. nothing negative that could happen. And and in fact, and it's know,
2: tricky, and it's messy, and complicated. Yeah.
3: But yeah. yeah, my dad broke his broke his leg here on the property. He, you know, was involved in a car accident and a tripping accident, and so he's. He, my dad's got nine lives. He's injured himself, so much. And, <laughs> and so us, like, we kicked into high gear. Yeah. And then my daughter just went through forty-one hours yeah. of hard labor to have our eighth grandkid, and we kicked into high gear. Yeah. And there's things that there's this mutuality yeah. of love and respect, and then then watching support is just watching on the another grandkids. Level. I I my grandkids don't know. They won't know until much later in life. This is their like, normal for them. That this is this is normal for them, and they'll find out that they that they've lived on a property with four generations, and they don't have anybody that they know. They can't name one other person that has that. Yeah. And and yeah. so for them to weigh into the advantages. So you guys doing this with three. Yeah, that is uncommon. Yeah,
0: and you know what? We just had a we had a family Zoom call on Sunday just to talk about Christmas because you got three families on the West Coast, one here. Now we've got a pregnancy that's going to happen at the end of January. It costs a lot to move the family across country for these events and things like that. And, and
1: a pregnancy that's and a coming. Preg- in and another April. pregnancy that's coming
0: in April um, and stuff. So that's- that just throws all these dynamics. And we're we're on two sides of the of, the, of the country, and there's there was some disappointment and sadness in there. But at the same time, I went back to. Um, our daughter, who was wanted everybody to be out here for the birth of of their first child, I said, you know what? This family has already proven that we will move heaven and earth to get together. For Campbell and Ashley's wedding, uh, during the pandemic, they were the first of the three within five months of each other. Um, Jack and Liz were in Mija, Spain, during the pandemic, and they're going through airports that are are morgues because there's nobody there, and they're going through Miami. They're getting all the way to California. Why? Because we're going to gather for Cam and Ash's wedding. Oh, so yeah, I just let, I let Jamie know, hey, you know what? Let's just take care of Christmas right now. We will do the same thing the Talberts do. We're going to make it happen. Something happens, life throws you a, a monkey wrench, and you just you deal with it. Break, broken leg, this, that, the other. Yeah. You deal. This is what family does. And, and where I feel the most joy and comfort, and I'm sure you guys do too, my kids are watching this. Hmm. If I were to die tomorrow, they know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. They know what to do. I don't have to worry about it. Um, I wanted to mention one more thing before we close this podcast. And um, back in April, we had the chance to take Jamie Lynn and Taylor to a baseball game down in Savannah. And we were able to get some tickets to this really crazy, I'm sure people all should know about it, the Savannah Bananas. And we just had the best time. We got shirts, we had a great time. It was awesome. And then a little while ago, I'm sitting there on LinkedIn and I'm looking at John Talbert's uh, feed. And not only uh, did they get to see the Savannah Bananas, but he hosted both them and the party animals on their property for a Big Giant Barbecue. That was so cool.
3: (laughs) Thank you, John. Master networker. You know, it it goes back to we sent an email. I sent an email to Jesse Cole, the, the owner. Yeah. I found his email and I said, I know "Well, he, he has-
2: watched the 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 documentary yeah. and was so fascinated by it, yeah. and things like that intrigue him. So he's like, you know, I'm just going to see.' And that's I'm just what- g- I'm
3: just going to send an email. What's me- going to hurt? I know yeah. what's it going to hurt. So I do that all the time. Actually, I uh, I'll, I get more rejections, uh, but people you know, <laughs> over. I'm hey, like, 'Hey, I'm just going to invite them over and see.' And so we have, a, you know, can take him sailing in a catamaran nearby, and uh, took him sailing and brought him to the house and. We had 60 people over for smoked meat and barbecue and chili. And it was, and everyone was, listening. and we weren't even planning to go to the game. We were just like, I told my family, I'm like, you know, anybody can go to the game.
0: And <laughs> yeah. I'll have them over for dinner. And yeah. sure enough, we went,
3: the, we went to the game as well. They made, they took care of us, but it's yeah. Savannah bananas. That's awesome. Yeah. So a little, so little awesome. shameless
0: shout out for the Savannah bananas. And before we close, John, tell us about Forte.
3: Oh, Forte is um, if if you're a business owner, or you work in HR, you're a company um, uh, executive that uh, you recognize that each company has benefits that they offer their employees. And Forte is a wellness benefit that provides content and connections for every employee hmm. on your staff. Unlimited connections and content that walks through life's journey, um, whether it's anxiety, fear, um uh, presenteeism different things that people are Even going through. It. Yeah, they are yeah. we're able to walk and journey alongside them. You that's awesome. Go, um getforte.com uh, for more information. Nice. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. Getforte.com. We're also going to put it in the podcast notes down below, so if you're listening to this, just look down there. There'll be a link to um, the website stuff. But awesome, awesome ministry in the in the in the in the work environment. Love that. You guys, it's been a, a blessing to us to have you on the Parent Pivot podcast to talk about multi-generational family living and what that is i'm i'm excited to uh to get started with what we're going to do um and that'll be great i love hearing all the stories of what is going on in the talbert compound down over there and different ways you're doing stuff and so it's been a joy having you guys on
1: yeah thanks you guys it's been so fun to catch up and see your faces and-
2: Really has. <laughs> yeah. thank, you.
0: thank, thank you. you for the
3: invitation and i um, excited to hear how things go for your family as you move mm-hmm. all together that'll be a, that'll be a fun
2: adventure to learn together we'll yeah. real come see us yeah come see go. us oh. oh hey we if you invite we will
3: yeah we'll be there <laughs> the
2: invitation's open yeah,
0: that's, that's awesome all right everybody thanks for listening to the parent pivot podcast we will see you next time